gentlemen, it's another episode of Master Phil in your corner. Yeah, here we are, guys. Another episode of Master Phil in your corner with me, Master Phil, and of course, my my partner in crime over here, Dougie Fresh Friedman, out of the Undefeated Media Studios. And this time we're remote because I'm on vacation. You can tell because I got my Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> you know, it's a, another day in the office because we have, the show must go on. It doesn't matter where we are. We have to have to get the word out in the street because there's some timely issues that, that need to be addressed. Um, but before we get into our timely issues today and our uh, state of the state of fitness, we're going to have our shameless plugs. Okay, first, uh, the show is sponsored by the Body Bell Method certifications and workshops, kettlebell, body weight, and dynamic tension. Check out the bodybellmethod.com. We also have Survival Strong seminars, books, and videos. Survival Strong. Check it out on our website, thephilross.com or survivalstrongoriginal.com. We also have the Kettlebell Workout Library, over 100 kettlebell and bodyweight-based workouts available at philross.com or just check out Kettlebell King. Another one, new one is called UBQ Fit. It's live virtual training. It's group, one-on-one, -on -one, events, games, and much more. The site's the site's up right now, but uh, it's going to fully launch within a few weeks, and it's going to be sick top shelf uh you know fitness have top celebrities there it's gonna be it's gonna be great so uh you know we are having a uh one of my one of my brothers in the fitness world uh back for a return trip because you know what you needed to have him back you know we have some things going on in the world of fitness that really need to be addressed and uh you know he's a very good friend another another brother here we have rolando garcia the third and we're going to bring him on the podcast right now. Hey, buddy. There you go. Welcome, Rolando. What's up, All my right. brothers? Master Phil. <laughs> Doug. Oh, Master <laughs> Phil, I tell you, I'm, you don't know how envious I am of you right now. You got, you got, you're on vacation. You got the, you got the style, the Aloha shirt. I mean, I'm from Hawaii, and I don't have an Aloha shirt. <laughs> You're rocking. Oh, I, I have three, my friend. I have oh, three. Wow. Yeah. You're, You're better than me. You're better than me. No, you're, you're rocking it, brother. Oh, I'm all about Magnum PI. Yeah. 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 Classic. Actually, it's really, it's really funny. Before we get into the, the state of the state of fitness here, uh, now you bring up Magnum PI, I do kind of have a funny story. Mm. Back in the 80s, I was very much into Magnum. I mean, yeah, come on, who wasn't? Of I mean, course. he was a man. <laughs> and, and I had a situation where I, this is a very serious situation. Oh, you know, we're smiling and laughing right now. But a guy stabbed a guy eight times right outside my apartment. I didn't live in the greatest area in the world at the time. The guy stabbed the guy eight times. Make a long story short, the guys who stabbed him came to my apartment to use the phone. And so we had, a person was with me. Percy was with me, um, and and uh, you know this guy's like, oh yeah, and he used the phone. Da, 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 da. You know, it's 1984, and like I don't know, I was a little suspicious. Guy's covered in blood, and, and he had his shirt out of his pants. Now nobody wore their shirt out of their pants back in those days. Okay, it was all tough. So, and I noticed something in his back pocket, and I'm like, hmm, this is weird. So he leaves my apartment. I walk out and I look up the street, and there's a guy laying on the ground. His lung was hissing. Right. So this guy's walking down the street. I yell to him. He takes off. I chase him. He pulls the knife on me. I smack it out of his hand. Uh, I get him on the ground, lock him up. And then 12 cop cars come there. Guns drawn. Right. And I was so chill. I look up and I say, don't worry, boys. I got him. Right. So they, so now I had to go down to the police station and me, I think I'm Magnum. So there I am. My wife. <laughs> I got my Hawaiian shirt, my 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 jeans, my flip-flops. I walk in, I go, that's the guy. <laughs> Book him, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Same idea, though. 
That's awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it was just it's a funny story. But hey, the good news is that guy lived. Good. He got good. stabbed eight times. I don't know how That's the crazy. heck he lived. Yeah. Nuts, right? This is the human so, body you know, is is strange. It's strangely, and I think it's relevant to what we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. As fragile as we think it can be, it's strange what it can go through. Yes. Just when yes. you think it's done, it's not. It's not. I mean, I've seen people cling on to life. I've seen people battle through cancer, battle through disease, battle through illness, and come back and boom, all of a sudden, they're, they're doing everything they used to do. They're, you know, the human body is resilient. And, you know, uh, again, like you said, this is going to bring us into our current subject. Yeah. So, you know, um, I know you, you sent me this letter by, uh, written by Joe Moore. Uh, he's the he's a president of the International Health and Racket Sports Club Association, otherwise known as the IHRSA. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, Dan, um, and he sent a letter to uh, Governor Cuomo of New York. Uh, I'll tell you, the letter was poignant, scientifically based, common sense based. Something I see missing from this, this COVID situation as to why the gyms are still closed. So, Rolando, you know, let's run with it. Here's the ball. I'm giving it to you. The hole's open. Go. <laughs> I, I, um, thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll say it right now. I, I think that if any industry knows how to execute on protocols to make it as safe as possible, if there is any industry – more than any other, it's going to be the health and fitness industry. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you give us the protocol. We will, we will wipe down every bristle of every toothbrush, of every, every door handle, right? Every weight. It, that's just what we do. And it makes me... It makes me wonder, you know, how many of these policymakers actually have been to a gym recently. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, how, how many guys do we know in the industry and guys and gals, including all of us, that are complete germaphobes? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on that. Oh and they're God. doing it. They were probably doing it before this whole thing started. Yeah, they're probably doing that. even <laughs> came up. You know, personal trainers are some of the biggest germaphobes and yes. there are there are brands not just fitness professionals there are entire brands that will actually respray down and wipe down every piece of equipment so the the fact and this is something that um i wouldn't say infuriate but absolutely just deeply concerns me is that the one industry that is so <laughs> Just specific. I was going to say something specific about clean no areas, every piece yeah. of equipment. And now all of a sudden, we are now being told that we are the source. Yes, yes. it's our fault. It's our fault. It's we, our fault. I mean, has, it, has, it, has, anybody read, has anybody read the study from Sweden where they, well, yeah. where they took? Yeah. Yeah, so with seven thousand people, <laughs> and clearly, clearly the Swedish gym was not the case, right? Oh, and this clearly. <laughs> so the real question is, where is this coming from? And I, and I wanted to have for us to have this conversation, and also to have this be an absolute source of information for so many of our colleagues, whose only real mission is to help people get healthier and more fit and ultimately more resilient in a world that is now ravaged by the pandemic. I have so many colleagues and I'm sure you do too, Master oh. Phil, who are just, I actually just want to help my clients get back in shape because they are now more at risk. They are now more at risk because now they are yeah. sedentary. They are at risk for uh, developing underlying conditions which is directly Absolutely. connected to covid so the fact Absolutely. that so many people who have mm -hmm. the right heart set and the right mindset 
are being mm-hmm. prevented from fulfilling this mission is absolutely mind-blowing mm-hmm. to anyone it, in the it, yeah, but let, let's just look at the name. health and fitness health right there fitness, right right there okay here you know over three hundred thousand people a year in this country die because from the result direct result of a sedentary lifestyle yes. sedentary living has passed surpassed smoking as the number one preventable cause of death in this country you look at the comorbidities associated with COVID 19 what are they chds you know uh, uh any issues with the heart uh obesity diabetes you know high blood pressure so many of these comorbidities are associated with the death rate of covid and yet we're being prevented from working out smart move so, uh, i think of Orlando froze he's frozen Orlando Orlando froze bring him back in uh-oh all right well we'll give him a second to log back in okay. um but yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 completely mind-blowing and then you know all of these edicts were passed out just on supposition there are where where's the data where's the data pointing to the fact that gyms are a source they're calling gyms a petri dish okay uh, you know i'll tell you what you come into my place and it was like this prior to the covid okay mm-hmm. the, you know i i did some extra measures for uh prevention of viruses or you know uh, helping to to you know uh, reduce the spread of virus with the filtration systems and the UV lights and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, the taking of the temperatures and everything. But my place is always clean. And uh, we have yeah. to clean it a little bit. Instead, we, clean, yeah, we clean between every class instead of every yeah. other, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Where are we able to get Rolando I, I back? I told him to click. I told him click, here. He's coming. He's coming. Here we go. Okay. Hey, we're back. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me see. Let's see. Oh, he, there had, you go. He, had go, he had to go back to the gym and clean again. Now he's yeah, back. That's right. <laughs> so, so, had to wash it again. We're, we're yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had to go wash my hands. Right. Okay. <laughs> Lando, what, what I was talking about was the fact that, you know what? We have cleaning protocols in place. And the fact that, that, that you know, our, our illustrious uh, governor, Herr Commandant Murphy, has uh, throughout the edict said, uh, said that gyms are a petri dish. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, you go into, you know, and prior to this, you go into my facility. I mean, mm-hmm. it smelled lemony, fresh pine saw, you know. You went back uh, to <laughs> yeah, I love it. yeah, very distinct. Yeah. Very distinct. Yeah. And and you know, I purposely like I we were cleaning, you know, every you know, every other class. Now we clean between every class. Uh, you know, anytime someone comes in, boom, everything gets done. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I put in some uh, uh, air filtration systems uh, to to you know keep the the flow of the air going. And yeah. but you know, we can handle this. Okay. Yeah. And where is the data? Rolando, where yeah. is the data that Cuomo has, that Murphy has? Where is the data that shows that people are getting COVID, contracting it in a fitness facility? They don't have it. They don't have it. I, I, I think that if they do find it, they'll find the Loch Ness monster in the same process. I, because yes. it, it really <laughs> I don't, it has, if it does exist, it, it would help the public. Just overall, here's the data, by the way, right? And now I'm going to, I'm not going to name, but um, having heard from some individuals I know from other organizations, even their own internal data shows that there is 0.001% cases relative to not population total membership, but even total population of the member, the employee base there is nothing yeah. in place that says that we are at the same on the one end at risk like a, as a source or even like the yeah. top risk 
right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there, there's one that says that we're like like 16th on the on the uh, on the on the uh, scale. And and the funny thing is that you know they have casinos and and other public spaces, right. restaurants, everything that, that are already open. And and what are these other places promoting health? Here's the thing that bothers yeah. me the most. Okay, we know that a healthy immune system battles most things. Oh, uh, right. by the way, Rick Rick Ruffman chimed in and said, "Yeah, total lie, and it's there's no data whatsoever." Yeah, there yeah. is. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I I, 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 I want to say this. Okay, March 10th through 15th. You know where I was? I was mm -hmm. in L.A. Okay, I come back 16th. I'm in work. They shut us down. Okay. So I was in, I was in, I was in the heart of of the COVID that at the time, right? So I went there. Okay, I've gone to work every single day. Mm. I oh oh by the way, one of my employees, one of the guys who works with me, was in that, California. <laughs> he was in California for three weeks. Comes back, and you know we're training, doing jujitsu, this that and the other thing. Then all of a sudden he gets sick. His whole family gets sick. He thinks they have the flu, but they get tested for the flu. They don't have it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm wrestling with the guy. We're doing jujitsu, everything, right? He goes for the uh, antibody test. Guess what? He's got the antibodies. Yes. Okay. He, he and his wife have the antibodies. So here I was on a mat with a guy right. who was infected with the COVID. Nothing happened. So I go to... I, I just got back. I went to North Carolina. I drove my daughter down to Florida uh, and I took a flight back, got tested. Guess what, guys? I'm fine. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How is this? How is this? I don't know. Maybe because I'm in good shape. I eat properly. I take yep. my supplements. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, you know what though? But hey, there's no problem having the casinos and the liquor stores open. Those are those are bastions of health. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's where the cognitive, and that's where I think that what that just adds to the frustration of so many of our well-intentioned yeah. fitness professionals. How is it that me just I just yeah. want to get my clients moving again? Yes, like so many you know, and you know I've heard this with all of my colleagues. I have people emailing me or texting me saying I put on twelve pounds right. now afraid to go outside. Now I don't know how I'm supposed to create that lifestyle that we work so hard towards. And yet on the other end of the spectrum, casinos are open, these other venues are open, what have you, and they don't promote the very thing that could help that reduce could risk for this population. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the major disconnect. And I'm there's there's many ways we can approach it, but at the end of the day, I think we here in at least in this conversation as a state of the state, I think we can agree that health and fitness now more than ever is a need because you and I were coming up during the days when it was a niche sport. It was like yeah. bodybuilding. Then it became a luxury and then it became a nice mm -hmm. to have. But can you believe, can you believe we are now at that inflection point? And it was a pandemic that brought it, that now more than ever, health and fitness clubs and programming and training is an act, absolute need, not just for a physiological reason, but also for your own mental health. Everybody needs to belong to a health club and prioritize their health and fitness. We are now at that point. No doubt. You know, the thing is that, you know, when I, when I, when the pandemic hit and, uh, you know, I, I came up with the idea to give each one of my clients uh, two kettlebells, a small one, a large one. I said, listen, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm, I'm running classes, you know, and, you know, they're on the American Eagle live site. You know, they're still, and we stored all of them so they can refer to them anytime they want body weight and body weight and um, two kettlebells. And that's all we did for months, mm -hmm. months and months and months. And, this was the bastion of sanity for most of yes. these people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and here's, that's the good side. The bad side is that there were people that just couldn't do it without the room. Yes, they the community. The yes, community the community. That you built. 
Absolutely. People need that community that yeah. they're working towards something. Pre-COVID, and I'm sure you ran into this because I know I did, we had members coming to us saying, I'm so glad you haven't closed. Everything else is closed. Starbucks is closed. But please, I and the words that were usually coming in were, I need this for my sanity. I need yes. this. Right? Yes. So suicide, now rate, suicide rates are up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, you know, and, 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 and look, and we haven't even begun to feel the ramifications of this. And you know what? And it just, just, just forget about adults for a minute. What about kids? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I think is now even more than ever. It puts a microscope on youth health programs. I think that this was a wake up call. So now all those uh, extensive sports programs, health programs, when your kid just stays home and all they have is their, their TikTok and their video games and their iPads. So what kind of risk? Because now, according to uh, experts, they are at a higher risk. They are a high risk group. But how much more of a risk are they if we don't have something in place for children, the future of our world and our country, to now have them be in place so that they can take care of their health and fitness, and this is the key. This is the key to have it be a priority outside of trying to lead up to a body image that's impossible. I think right. that right. it's a good time for parents mm-hmm. to have that conversation with kids about youth health programs so that they mm-hmm. grow up having a positive body image, that it yes. is about their health and fitness and not just about being Insta famous or being TikTok famous. No. This is the perfect time for it. You know, the thing is, I, I, see, I see kids, you know, because our, our, actually our pool and our development is open. We're the only one in town that's open. Our guy's like, hey, you know, forget it. You know, we'll do social, this, whatever. And we got, our pool is open. But I see some of these kids that are mm. my daughter's age, and my daughter's age, up at the pool right now. And, man, they put incredible amounts of weight on. I mean, yeah. these are little kids. They're doing nothing. They're sitting around the house and they're they're sitting there getting their thumbs worked out and nothing else. Yeah. Now, this uh, what what message is this giving? What are we putting forth here? Yeah. And not only not only fitness, social skills too. They're yeah. how much do you learn in a sandbox or playing a sport, sharing the ball? Like they're just gonna be socially awkward. And I think we're all now in this conversation, we're now starting to touch upon what the state of the state is and a big part of what's contributing to that. Because what I'm seeing in social media is why aren't we open? Why are being forced to close? But I think there's a bigger conversation outside of the binary of open and close. I think the real state of the state is who are our members now and how are they? Because clearly even if they're the same members, the same names, they're not the same people. None of us are the same people after COVID. None of us. Pre-COVID, I had a completely different mindset. I had a completely different idea. Yep. Now, now, here's, yeah, good. Yeah, now, here's the thing is that, you know what? We're talking about, you know, oh, gosh, we should be open, fighting to get open, this, that, and the other thing. You know what? It's got to be the other way. They, it should be an edict how to get us open, get us open. Right, and that's not coming out. There's no information on how to get us open. You know why? Because they can't identify what's wrong. They're right. just throwing things out. But here, just listen to this. And here's how: there's no science being applied to this whatsoever. Mm. Okay, okay. Governor Murphy um, sends out this. I, I can't help that. I'm trying not to, but <laughs> tell us how you really feel. <laughs> he sends out this edict. Right? He says. You can do full contact boxing, full contact wrestling, full contact martial arts. Yeah. Where you're breathing on someone, sweating on each other, exchanging bodily fluids, right? But guess what? Has to be done all outside. Uh, Can someone explain to me how COVID is less transmissible when you're on top of somebody else, whether you're inside or outside. Where, where is the science? There's no science, nor is there any empirical data pointing to this. Nothing. Sadly. Nothing. Sadly. 
that's yeah. that is that is sadly it and that that's and by the way you you know there are no cleaning protocols for the outdoors right no. what are you gonna do what are you you're gonna clean a tree right you're gonna wipe down <laughs> the leaves. Well, well here here also ability yeah i mean there's also danger in, in going outside and training i mean first of all the heat okay and oh then what gosh. about the humidity right and what about yeah. the humidity? And what about, oh, we're going to move MMA cages and wrestling mats and boxing rings outside? Oh, and, and how about how about what happens? I mean, we had to cancel MMA shows that were outside. Why? Humidity on the mat. Guy stepped on the mat, slipped, snapped his knee, boom. Yeah. <laughs> no one can fight on that. How? So uh, what are you saying? This You're is right. <laughs> and that's, that's another part that complicates the state of the state. I think that that's where uh, it shows a clear disconnect between the fitness industry in terms of what we're trying to achieve and how we're operating yeah. and the, ultimately the people who make the decision. And I think that it, I think it is important that we're all unifying. I, th I love that Joe Moore wrote that letter. That's that beautiful. That's very clear that this is a very responsible industry, fitness yes. professionals whose entire mission is to take care of your health and fitness, not, you know, we're dedicated to you winning at blackjack or dedicated right. to you, you know, winning a drinking game. This, we are absolutely committed to your safety, health and fitness. So if anyone should be in phase one, should be health and fitness. But I think absolutely. that this is, and I think this is where, and I kind of want to uh, address this also. We have to be very careful of it because if we do get our wish list, and some of us did, we heard from Governor Cuomo that, yeah, you, we can start opening relatively soon. We have to be very careful that now that we have our wish list, how do we now approach the market that is looking to come back? Because they're not going to be the same. And here's a couple of examples. And we know this. This, is, this one is data-driven. How many of them do we know were exposed to COVID? Do they have any lasting symptoms? And it's not even from transmissibility. Are they even the same person physiologically? Number two, are they even the same person emotionally and psychologically? Because what if they lost someone to COVID? And then number three, were they impacted in turn, you know, economically? Do they still have jobs? Or number two, if they have a job, are they making the same salary that they used to? So these are the things uh, that we ought to think about because I believe that by the time I, we have a certain lens as fitness professionals, clearly we'll be very open, but our members, as happy as they are, that they're going to come in, I, we have to be very careful that some of our members may come in with a lot of trauma, some sort of psychological and emotional distress, and no may doubt. not be able to vocalize for themselves. So I think this is a good time for the fitness industry to also reflect on, well, how, what type of empathy tools do I have? Here's a good example. You may have somebody who's on that treadmill, they have their mask, and then halfway through something, they just stop. And they stop, why? Because they had a relative who is on a ventilator, and then they found out that that person just passed, right? Are we right. equipped as professionals to have that empathy? So we're not just addressing the physiological anymore. We're also uh, addressing mm -hmm. the psychological and emotional. And I think that's the call to action for our industry. I think that well, we're doing a great job in terms of making the case to opening. But I think we the next step after that is how are we making sure we're equipped, we're better and prepared so that we earn that trust from our members and say, we have you physiologically, emotionally, and as a whole person. Well, you know, I, I, you know, people are affected at different levels. And so one of the things that I did in preparation for reopening and, you know, um, I sent out a survey and yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have my own, I have a, uh, you know, I don't have, you know, multi-million people. I have my X amount of people in my studio. So what I do is I actually made a personal note to everyone. I sent it out personally to them. Um, survey about, uh, you know, hey, what's your level of, of comfortability here? Everybody's mm -hmm. different. Some people, some people are like, I don't care. Other people are like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything until I get a vaccine and a, and a uh, you know, a hazmat yep. suit. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's different. 
So, you know, and, and you know what? And, and that's the thing. See, see, we probably think differently than most people, um, especially me. I know I'm, I'm not afraid at all. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't care. I'm not. I'll, I'll eat this stuff and I'll crap sorry. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Okay. But not everybody shares my sensibilities. And that's okay. Look, you're not me. And I don't expect people to be like me. I learned I learned that years and years ago. Not everybody's going to be you. And yeah. But, but, but the thing is that we have to have a wide array of acceptability and empathy. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got some people that, I mean, they're lovely, intelligent, super people. And they're petrified. They're petrified. Some some don't want to do anything till there's a vaccine. Other, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, there's many different levels. And there's some people like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling comfortable. You know, some people may want to do something. Some people don't want to. Some people aren't uh, don't want to hit pads. Some people do. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different levels to this, and that's the tough thing that we have to do. We have to find where everyone's comfortable because, like you said, I mean, there's emotional. Yeah. psychological and physical and financial yeah. there's and the financial, financial. so yeah. and also and coming from a, a more commercial standpoint how much of that yeah. empathy also applies to those team members because a lot of those team members furloughed laid off yeah. right and this this mm-hmm. hit them too and so now with stimulus package still up in the air in Congress. So now they took a hit there as well, right? So a lot of our team members, when we talk to them and we ask them to come back and we're thinking, okay, you got your job back. So everything should be good, right? That person just went through a very similar and if not worse roller coaster in the past five months. Because oh, yeah. they were impacted in a way, because remember, a lot of these team members, front desk, maintenance, you know, maintenance, those guys who are, and gals who are just yeah. wiping that equipment, a lot of them are at minimum wage. So when we bring them back, how much of that empathy do we then apply to them? And most of all, those instructors, yoga instructors, Pilates instructors, yeah. coaches, who are just, a lot of them are just paycheck by paycheck. How are we preparing them so that when they come back, they have a platform, they have a forum, and they have a sense of support? And also, those same people will have their own concerns about mask, face mask. Am I supposed to clean this? Am I safe here? So a lot of our team members and professionals Mm -hmm. may have the same financial, emotional, physical, and psychological trauma that our members have gone through. And this is something I'll add also. What do you now do when you have the professional who is suffering a form of PTSD and the member who's suffering a form of PTSD? And now you see see what you see, right? So now, yeah, so that's... We have that's what I mean by this is our opportunity as an industry one to self reflect. Hey, it's okay. We went through some tough times. I'm now going to look at the member and say, if that member is not having the best time, I'm going to just take off my mask and run off the treadmill. Or, you know what? I'm going to cancel my membership. Or, you know what? Master Phil, I I can't, I just can't do it. Do we argue, hey, I'm just trying to help you get in shape? Or, what type of approach do we have so that we are addressing all of these concerns, right? Nope. And I think that's yeah. the true state of the state. Yeah. We've, we've been through some tough times and we're coming out of it, but we've been through mm-hmm. it and it has to be acknowledged. Well, the other thing too that, that we have to understand is that, okay, let's say we get through this. Now, do you don't think in the back of everyone's mind, what's next? What's going to happen when there's another disease that comes out? What, you know, what's going to happen to us next? So, you know, I, I you know, I think that there are many, there, the, so many big gyms and actually a lot of people who are in the industry are going to move to other industries. Now, is that, is that good for the country? I don't think that's good for the country. No, it isn't. It is not because, Hey, look, only, t- only 20% of the people meet the minimum recommended amount of exercise in this country 20 percent. and do you know what the minimum is for most people don't know it's 150 minutes that's 
30 minutes, five days a week of moderate exercise, which is, you know, a brisk walk and half a push-up. Okay. Right. That's not that which is what most people can do anyway, half a push-up. Yeah, I know. It's it's terrible. And, and so so we're taking we're we're taking this situation to the to another level. And 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 now like you just said, we got all these other aspects to consider. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to get out of this? This is this is uh this is another thing that we have to we have to be able you know what we have to be able to handle it like jujitsu. Yeah, you know that's the only thing that's keeping me sane right now is that mindset. Yeah. You know? yeah. You, yeah, roll you, with it, see what comes up, you know. If if you it. have me in mount, I have a way to play that. If I can sweep you, I have a way to play that. If I'm open, it's okay. If I'm close, it's okay. I can find a way. Because here's right. here's a situation, right? Here's a situation. And you know, as somebody who's been through several organizations, but also as mm -hmm. a result. Um, have been through several epicenters. I've mm -hmm. been in New York studios, gyms, mm -hmm. but also yep. Florida. So that's a whole nother epicenter. Yep. One of the things that will, and this is something I, I want all our audiences to be listening to here. So we, you get your wish list, everybody opens. You get your wish list, you're at about 75 to 95% of capacity. It feels really good. You're following the state guidelines, but you brought up something really well. What happens if when the next thing comes up? So here's a situation that tends to come up. You've cleaned, you've cleaned the studios. Everyone is doing temperature checks. You're following it all the way down the line. But someone who's been to the studio, either a team member or a member, contracts COVID someplace else or gets mm -hmm. exposed someplace else. Yeah. Now well, they call you and then they say, by the way, I got tested. I'm asymptomatic, but I have, I have it. I actually have COVID. I tested positive. Now what do you do? And to your point, well, what do we do in those situations? Well, you know, here, here's the thing. One is that people are going to get this. Okay. Yeah. Two, two. Unlike unlike bars, unlike casinos, unlike so many of these other industries, we know who is at our place and when. Mm -hmm. So, as far as contact tracing goes, okay. So here, uh, you know, th these three people were here when you were here, so they have to go get tested. Contact tracing. So we, yeah, we, yeah. We have we have the availability. Nobody has that like we do. No yeah. one has that. You know, and even if people like going, oh, we need your name and number when you walk into a store. Yeah, like they give it, like they're going to give a real name and number anyway. <laughs> so, you know, but we have that ability, right? <laughs> but also, so, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, so, so you know, uh, and the other thing is that, and something else that's, that is really being completely overlooked, and it's that you know what you brought up brought up part of it before is that you know what. People in the fitness industry are the most well-intentioned, most giving yes. people that there are. I have yes. been involved in several industries. And uh, you know what? Uh, you know, because we're so passionate about what we do, we love what we do so yes. much. We're willing to sacrifice so much to, to, to get our craft out there and have people take advantage of it. That I mean, hey, look at the guy, look at the, uh, the guy Ian um, over at, at uh, Attila's gym. I mean, now he just got hit with a hundred and fifty thousand dollar citation from mm. Murphy. Okay, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you know what? And you know what? As far as I know, no one had COVID in his gym ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And I think that that's where that's where so much of this uh, you you can hear it from our colleagues is that yeah. that's where the source of frustration is. You yes. know, being, being told that we are a source of COVID leads to our source of frustration because we are, from as far as I know, we are a source of very well-intentioned individuals who just wants yeah. to be a part of the solution. And that needs yes. to be heard. Yes, we yeah. are part of the solution. We are a you part of the solution. I, we're not people who are like, 
I can't wait to open because I got to do a five billion dollar underwriting trade. I can't. I can't yeah. wait to do that. Right? No one is here thinking I have to do this because I can't wait to make billions of dollars. No. No. We're doing this because we understand that this is a. It has a massive impact on our health, fitness, and overall wellness, and we can be a part of the solution. The frustration is that when policymakers do not see, let alone acknowledge this intention, that's mm-hmm. when we—that's when you see letters and ultimately lawsuits. There are lawsuits yep. as a oh, result. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's going to become some. There'll be some coming down. Um, now, let me ask something. Uh, you're in New York. What was the response from Governor Cuomo? to uh, Joe Moore's letter? Uh, I don't remember seeing a response to it. Yeah. I, it did, did you catch something like that? No? Did anybody no. catch it? He's, pro- he's, he's probably got a slideshow coming up soon. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. And it's hard to respond to. That's a very hard letter to respond to because I looked at it and me, I'm a, I will call and again, I was raised by an attorney. I, my mm-hmm. number one martial art is I call bullshit, right? I will, <laughs> um, if I see something and I see bullshit all over it, I'll call it. I looked at it and I thought, you know what? This scans. And this, that's why it's hard to respond to and say this won't work. Uh-huh. Right. And for some, right. And I'll say this. I'll say this about Cuomo. All right. I'll say this about this. Or. When it's one thing to say we're doing our best to stay below 1%. Okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep the gyms closed because we're fighting to keep below 1%. You mm-hmm. open yourself up to a very harsh line of questioning when you say we're keeping the gyms closed because we have the studies and the proof that gyms are a source. Okay, may I see the studies, please? Thank you very much. Show me. Show me. It's all Don't supposition. Be very careful. Be very careful when you're you're saying it's saying keeping it closed to keep it safe. Okay, that's fine. Keeping it closed because there's a way to quantify it. There are no better people in the world as an industry who can. We will quantify the difference between subcutaneous fat, visceral fat. Interstitial fat, we will find a way to quantify it. So we are in the business of quantifying. So when you say we have quantifiable data that shows that gyms are a type of Petri dish with the highest transmissibility rate for COVID, we would like to see that. Nothing. Show me. I would love to see it. And you being a martial artist, both of us being a martial artist, some guy steps to us and say, hey, you know what? I'm grandmaster of 20 martial arts. All right. Tell me, I can, oh. I, can do it. I can do it with the Aloha shirt. I can do it without the Aloha shirt. <laughs> You're going to show me. <laughs> You're going to show me. Let's see what you got. You know, you know, the thing is, here, here the thing is also, too, that, you know, we've been trained together. You know, first we started outside. Now we were allowed to move inside. And we started to train together on June 1st. Now, we're going on four months now. Wait, yeah. no, three months. No, four, wait, June, July, August. Yeah, we've done, we're going on four months. No issues. Yeah. No issue. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. We're doing our temperature checks. We got, we're sterilizing the, the, the studio. You know, we've, uh, we've had our social distance. We're doing everything. Yep. So now, so now we're, and then now you have to ask yourselves, we have to ask ourselves, all right, we had outbreaks. Okay, fine. We had outbreaks in which parts of the country. Okay, fine. Uh, we have had some closures. Okay, fine. Can someone name the source of these re-outbreaks? And does one of them involve a gym or a studio? Or does it involve riots? Right. <laughs> right. And here's, here's one thing I want to like throw into the, to your combo, guys. Like Out of all the industries out there, yours is super customizable you you could say okay we're gonna have one person in the gym at a time we're gonna have two people in a job at a time like other industries like hair salons someone's up in your grill cutting your hair um without naming without naming locations or whatever but i've been out to some of these like restaurants and bars some of them feel you're probably going to go to while you're on vacation um Mm -hmm. you can be at when you're at the bar or the restaurant you're at the bar 
you don't have to wear a mask. When you're up shoulder to shoulder with people getting a drink, you don't have to go wear a mask. But when you go to the walk to the bathroom, you must wear a mask. When you're by yourself walking to the bathroom, like these rules don't make sense. And your industry is perfect. Like you can customize it and have the rules yes. that you need to have in place as you need to. And, and instead of like saying like, all right, we'll have one or two people at a time, we have to just shut them all down. It's craziness. Wait, we have to back that up. We have to back that up. I've been to some of these yeah. places and I want to wear a mask in the bathroom. <laughs> Agreed. But my, but my point is that some of these, some of these rules and some of these things that are going on, it's like, like how you're going to tell me I, I can be shoulder to shoulder at a bar to get a drink with no mask on, but as soon as I walk away from the people, I have to put the mask on, and you guys can't open. When you can literally say, "All right, we'll have the gyms open, but you can only have no more than five people in the gym at a time," or whatever the right. rule is. But right. you have an industry where you can customize everything. You're not a hair salon cutting hair up in someone's grill or whatever. There is a there are parameters around, and you make a very strong point because the parameters around flow of traffic is something that is manageable on mm -hmm. on our side, right? But yes. it is also understandable from the member side because we were doing that pre-COVID. This is the beginning of your class time. This is the end of your class time. Thank you. You're free to go. Not the right. same with supermarkets, restaurants, and bars or casinos. Once you're in, you can stay as long as you want. I will say this, that at one point, I believe it was either the CDC or the World Health Organization who made the case around gyms. And I think it's important for us to address. I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. The reason why there is a higher possible, although the data is not there, higher possible transmissibility of COVID is because when you're working out, you're inhaling more and you're exhaling more. So that inhaling and exhaling at higher volumes, okay, that can be established, can increase the rate of transmissibility because there are more droplets in the air, right? So there's that. I think that, I don't know what everybody's thoughts are on that, but from what I read a few months ago, that is one of the cases being made. One of the things supporting that gyms are a Petri dish. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Well, number one is that the people that come to a gym are generally healthier and have a better immune system. Therefore, the chance of them contracting it or spreading it are lower. Mm -hmm. Number two, what about the use of filtration systems mm -hmm. that Okay. And, and again, you're in uh, now, you know, when you shorten the class, let's say they're 50 minutes now, or 45 minutes or something, right? You're in there for a finite amount of time. Yes. Finite amount of time. So you know what? That's, that, that uh, of course, again, lessens the chance. And of course yes. we have our hand sanitizers. You wash your hands in and out. Um, and I'll tell you the locker rooms, you know, you come changed and ready to go. So you do your workout and you're gone. No loitering, no hanging out. It's in and out. So no congregation. Now you have a 10 minute or 15 minute split between the classes. So you got the opportunity to clean the mats and the equipment. And the other thing is, uh, the big thing is it, with many of these gyms was the um, uh, use of repeated use of um, equipment. Like somebody's on a Stairmaster and, or they're on this equipment or that equipment. Well, you know what? You have someone clean it. Well, yeah. you have members clean it. I mean, we, I, you know, we have people cleaning in between each class. Everything gets cleaned all the time. No one's sharing equipment. You know, martial yeah. arts, I'm not sharing my mouthpiece with someone else, right? It's mine. Right. It's in my bag. Um, you know, I, I, there are so many ways around this. And, you know, the thing is that the sad thing is that they've never given, a, given us a chance and they never even asked. They've yeah. never asked for a meeting with us. They've never. I've I've sent protocols up to the state of New Jersey. Uh, I uh, you know a ten step protocol. Um, the only one person I heard back from was, oh, this isn't my department, and no one else replied. They 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 had no interest in working with us. That is the sad state. They I, have no interest in working with us. Yeah, I, and that's where, and we knew that even prior to right decades of uh, a lot of you know, just governing bodies who who still believe that gyms are a niche offer niche offering rather than mm -hmm. a need to have that has a very direct impact not just on the 
health and fitness of the popul of an individual, but ultimately the health and fitness of a population. And that's more important than ever. And you nailed something, mm -hmm. Master Phil, that I really like, which is one of the reasons why a gym population is will have one of the lower transmissibilities because those individuals will have practically minimal, if any, of the uh, comorbidities, comorbidities. underlying conditions that are related to having COVID or being at risk of fatality or fatalities, that's number one. Number two, mm -hmm. the fact that the time and space being in a gym is limited. It's not like going any other place. Once you're in, you can hang out all day. You're, you get your mm -hmm. workout in, you're out. During that whole time, there are all types of protocols, even just to get in. There are temperature checks. No one's doing temperature checks at bars. Nobody's doing temperature checks at haircuts. No one's doing temperature checks anyplace else but at gyms. So the protocol to come in, the fact that it's a low-risk population because you don't have any of those comorbidities associated with COVID transmissibility and fatalities. But last but not least, it is a fixed time and space from point of entry to exit. Mm -hmm. So I think we're here and I think it's good that we're having this conversation because what we're also doing is shaping the argument for not just reopening, but should we reclose again, we should not be in phase four, phase three or phase no. two. We should be phase number one. Yes. All phase one. And we prioritize the members' health and fitness and then we lead by example the usage and implementation of these cleaning uh, requirements. You, you know, it, you know, that's where all these conspiracy theories come into play too, because look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am a realist. Um, and you look at this situation, look, we know that a healthy immune system can beat most things or prevent us, or, or at least lessen the effect of, of, uh, of an illness if you contract it. I mean, that's no, okay? Um, now, we must also now consider that uh, the way that we're viewed, which, mm -hmm. okay, we're the fitness nut, health nuts. Mm -hmm. you know I, take, I take umbrage with that. And why are they saying that? Why? Because what we do is hard, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, hard to, it's hard to watch what you eat. It's hard to stay in shape. But you know what? We are doing what? We're making ourselves strong we're creating immunity and the thing is that i don't hear the government speaking to this i, I just hear them oh wait for the vaccine uh you know uh, some therapeutics they're not talking about hey lose weight get in shape we right. should be part of the solution but you know what the drug companies can't make money off of us thank you uh the medical <laughs> industry not make money from us uh and the government can't control us if we are healthy strong and of sound mind and sound body, because this doesn't stop here with this. It also has to do with mental health. Mm -hmm. I will guarantee, I haven't looked at these stats yet, but I know that there's, uh, well, I did look at the suicides, suicides are up, but how about the administration of SSRIs, the, serotonin, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you know, mm -hmm. or all of the antidepressants and things like that. How, how much has that increased during this time? Exactly. Oh, that's another, that's another government controlled big pharma, uh, uh, you know, a driven or uh, driven uh, means of, of gaining uh, financial <laughs> financials from us. You know, uh, it's another way that they can extract funds from us and keep yeah. us, uh, you know, at, 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 you know, keep us needing that control. Uh, control. I think that control. it's all control. I, man. I hate, I hate to say it, but I, I have to bring it up because there's, I'm not going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm a skeptic, right? So, for yeah. example, everybody knows this, I'm sure, but if it's new to anyone, you probably already know this, Doug and Master Phil, that whole study about how the egg yolk is not good for you, right? Yeah. Because it's high in fats. So if you want to be lean, get rid of the egg yolk. And then you find out later on that the fats in the eggs are actually the good fats. Those are your omegas, your EFAs. Uh -huh. And then later on, you gotta go, yep. but wait, so who funded the original study? 
It was the dairy board and the cereal board because they were in competition with breakfast and they wanted, they didn't want breakfast to be something very healthy and hearty. They wanted their enriched vitamins on the cornflakes with the dairy and that's considered a healthy breakfast. And now we are, there are some studies that are saying, well, dairy at a certain age, you know, can contribute to some maladies. So this is now a problem. So ever since you and me, pretty much three of us being in fitness, we have a skeptic mindset to begin with Mm -hmm. because we got to the fitness industry because the initial intervention was get your Wheaties, get your milk and uh, Mm -hmm. eat this way. And don't lift weights because you'll look like Schwarzenegger. (laughs) You want long, lean muscles, so you should only do cardio. We are immersed in so much misinformation that we as professionals, once our our spidey senses are on, the minute something even begins to have a whiff of total bullshit. Right. And this this reeks – (laughs) number one we have the data show it to us no one has shown it to us number two <laughs> there are other studies there are other studies that have shown that this is the lowest place of transmissibility you mentioned the sweden study right yeah. the, the third one that i have to mention is the fact that to your point there are other competing interests with regards to health and fist you mentioned pharma for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is another piece to this that makes you know the skeptic in all of us. You don't even have to be a conspiracy theorist. You just have to be intelligent about it. Why are we not being asked to actively participate versus passively participate? Exactly. Passively, they don't want us to participate. They want us to just wait to, to, to hear what they pass down to us. You are, and, and I, and again, I, I say this in, and this is across party lines, across yeah. the entire country. Oh, yeah. You can never ask an American to just sit and wait <laughs> and digest whatever information you give to them without one of them saying, hey, why are you doing that? Could mm-hmm. you show me the proof? Could, this is a very highly intelligent population that will question anything yep. that just comes from top down. And that's what makes yep. America great. Mm-hmm. And this is, and we, will, we may take it for a week. We may take it for two weeks, five months of being just passive participants. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> After a while, it's that's it. That's it. I'm 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 gonna break into a gym at this point, and I own the place. Yeah. And, I'm gonna break into yeah, exactly. and like and like we talked about before, when this happens again, it's gonna be like that little boy who cried wolf. When we didn't get yeah. any facts, we got told what to do, and nothing really came out of it. Right. The next time something like this happens, no one's gonna listen. Everyone's right. gonna be like, yeah, listening. it's just another joke. It's another the little boy right. cried wolf. And I'll say, I'll not say closing. This. And I will say this, I'm not, none of us here are saying just open it. Don't, we're not anti-maskers. We're not anti-social distance people. We're none of that, right? We're going to follow the requirements. We're going to, we're going to be social distancing. You had social distancing shirts at one point, Miss Master. Phil. I still yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, you still do. We are protocol. We're all about the protocol, but the American people specifically want to be proactive, want to be active participants, not only in the management of this pandemic, but ultimately in the progress of their health and fitness. That's what's driving this movement. Yep. And you know what? They're they're trying to prevent us from doing it. They just want to hand out edicts. And, And again, you said active participation. They should be pinging us. Hey, what you guys are helping and wellness professionals. What exactly? Let, what we, right? Why aren't you pinging us? Why aren't you pinging us? You, yeah. you, hey, you look like you bench 250. What's your, what's your <laughs> you look like you work out. Yeah, why don't I talk to you about yeah. just a few things? Just maybe a few things. Number one, 
we'll wipe things down. Number two, we will exercise social distancing. And then number three, we will do temperature. We will do all of those requirements. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that we've nailed, in my opinion, we've kind of nailed it on the head, hit the nail on the head here in that mm -hmm. we as fitness professionals who are who believe in autonomy over our bodies and helping others be autonomous over our over their own bodies are absolutely on a daily basis what being mm -hmm. passive in this yes. situation is resulting in. And yes, enough is enough. And you know what? We're right. Okay. We're yeah. right. Uh, and you know what? There's there's a right and a wrong in here, and and what they're doing is wrong. We are autonomous. You know what? We are human beings. We have our rights. We'll figure it out. We'll okay? figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, and the thing is, not like we said, and I know I'm repeating myself here, but you know what? Not only have they have they told us what to do, and we're supposed to sit there and just kind of go along, but they're not actively engaging yes. the the people, the industry that should be part of the solution. Yes. Okay. Because their solution doesn't include autonomy for people. It includes reliance through drugs and through government subsidy. And that's what they're pushing for. And I think that's where, so what are the proactive steps? So let's say we, we take government out of it now, right? So we're the mm -hmm. leaders in the industry. The industry can take the lead. I think there's something to be said and I know there are, you've started doing this too, wherein we had the foresight to continue to offer workout services via Zoom, via uh, Instagram Live, so that right. the service, there's a continuation of service because there is a danger in just staying home, doing a little Netflix, doing a little PlayStation, and not doing anything that stimulates you both physiologically and psychologically. That's one thing that industry, the industry has uh, really taken a good step forward. The other thing I would recommend also as a proactive is, I think I am several people already doing this, check in on your teams, just check in on them as people. Yeah. Whether they're laid off, furloughed, working part-time, just check in on them too. Because the people who help are the ones who need the most help also. Like right. I, I keep checking, I keep checking on uh, in on my people who can't even afford to do my online training. Uh, you know, they've yeah. lost their jobs, so forth. I, I check on. I throw them a text. Yeah. Hey, bud, how you doing? Check How's in. it going? You no, know, yeah, just check in. Just let them know that you know I care, and yeah. you know, doing everything we can to help them out. And I mean, you know, if that's if that's the one message that that you know I'd like to put forth is that we care and we care about our people, and the fact that we're being told that we're not supposed to care about our people. Anymore. Right. I mean, this is this is ludicrous. Never in a million years did I ever dream that it would come down to this. And at the end of the day, isn't that the most essential thing? Yes. yes. You know, the, when we're in these conversations about non-essentials and it's time, you know, Barr reached out to me and just said, hey, you know, I haven't seen you at the bar in a while. First of all, you haven't <laughs> 30 years of my life, right? <laughs> but there is no other industry where retail's not going to check in on you and just say hey master phil how are you doing you know restaurants right. are going to check hey just want to check in on you as a person right just right. want to make sure you're okay how much mm -hmm. of that but then you find in the fitness industry free stuff on insta free workouts and even yep. fitness professionals just zoom free workouts we just want to keep you engaged just keep you moving yep. that yep. is a very good-hearted good intention a group of people that I believe deserve better than the yes. kind of treatment and regard that uh, we're receiving now. A little more respect, a little more intentionality around how we can go to the next steps. And again, and again, hey, you know what? What we have to do and what the government should be doing is leveraging us. We have a lot of well-intentioned, incredibly intelligent people, not just a bunch of meatheads, that they that they think we are, uh, so you know I think we can uh, we can if we can get that out to everyone. And again, uh, you know this this format has to be leveraged because you know throwing out memes and throwing out posts on Facebook, Twitter, everything else. You know 
a lot of gets lost in translation. But if people are listening to what we have to say here, you know what? We got to use venues like this to get this movement pushing forward and get back to work and get back to health because that's what we yeah. need in this country. Yeah. And Roland, real quick, I want to touch something that you said a second ago. Like if we were to take the government out of this, how would we proceed as, a, as an industry? Um, we also have to remember we live in a, in a free country. Like we have, we should have options. We have to have choices. So we live in a free country. And if you're not, if your gym, let's just say the government was out of it. If your gym is not upholding to those standards and that, and then the safety and the sanitary, people aren't going to go to your gym. That's They're true. not going to go there. That's they true. have yes. the choice. So you're going to, so Jim, if you, you got it, like we live in a free country, you should be able to clean and, 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 and being a marketing guy, like you're going to want your gym clean. You're going to want to tell people we're following procedure. You're going to want to install like master Phil installed, like UV lights, air, air purifiers. He's got the guns that do the ther thermostat. Like he's taking all the protocol and as a market in, in your mindset as marketing, like that just helps your business in the long run coming from like a marketing and business standpoint, because we have freedom of choice and we should be able to live our lives as, as in a free country, but we're just being told what to do and no say. <laughs> yeah. That's when I think, yeah, go ahead, master Phil. Oh no, I'm just gonna say, you know, you know, just to, just to leave everyone with a final, final note is that, you know what, we're Americans, we're hardworking, we're loving, we care and we're going to get through this and we're not going to lay down. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll get fat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Orlando, again, I know, huh? Hey, man, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Orlando, again, again you know, thank, thank you for being on the show. You know, it's great, great My to have you here. Always, always brother. And, and, talk, and talk about Karen. We have a, um, we have a, um, a YouTube coming out tomorrow, right, Doug? Yes, Lulu? yes, Lulu, okay. Lulu's special feature coming out tomorrow. Very good stuff. Yeah. So we got to check that. It's about it's about uh, what is really going on in the dog fighting world, and that Ooh. people don't know. Yeah, it's, oh, it, boy. It, it's it's no, you got to watch the YouTube tomorrow. It's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We did we did a little expose on it, so you'll see. Yeah, right, yeah. Good hey, stuff. I look forward to it. Hey. Right. Again, thank you very much, my brother. It'd be great to it's great as always to have you on, and we'll definitely do it again. When we're rallying out of this thing. Yeah, uh, you know, spread the word out there, and uh, you know, this is Master Phil, Master Phil in your corner. Strength and honor. Us, us. <laughs> oh, oh, there's my, where's my audio? Here we go. Come on, come on, come you on. What? I had it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Master Phil in your corner. Yeah. <laughs>